Hey, what's up, Breakers, man? We are here for our first live recording of the Break Room Podcast, episode 32. Vente y dos. You weren't ready? Trente yeah, What? Trente deux. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's been, man I got I to gotta push yeah. up on the French a little bit more, yeah. Hey, it's all good, man. And look, if you are wondering why I said 32, because only 30 episodes are actually up right now, um, something kind of went wrong with our recording for episode 31. We still have it. It's just like, it. I don't know, something in the internet world, internet universe. Stuck in purgatory it's, right now. It's literally, literally, it's just stuck there. We have it. It's just stuck somewhere, and we're trying to gather it. It's going to be posted. Uh, probably around the same time this one will be. We'll check it out. We'll get it to you guys. It's all going to be there. Out of nowhere, stuff just randomly didn't want to save properly. Yeah, it's it was the same process this whole time. I don't know, but hey. Even our recording thing is weird. Like, it's not how it usually looks. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's like... Too, too many lines going on, you know? There's usually not that many. Yeah, man. Like, we're trying to go, like, off the grid, or it's too many grids, and <laughs> it's a whole lot of Adobe stuff, you know? Like, yeah, so. Yeah, Adobe. You said it right there. Yeah. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. But anyway, man, welcome back, Breakers, man. Like I said, episode 32, me, Charles Carter III, right in front of me, my boy, Evan Schumort, and, uh... I guess we're going to shout out our socials real quick, just because you ain't heard it in about, like, what, two weeks? So, uh... We still there? Follow us on The Break Room, H-O-U, on Twitter, and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram, and the Break Room Podcast one on Facebook, man. So, we're on Facebook Live, Instagram Live. Uh, follow me... What up, IG? What up, Facebook? Shout out to y'all, man. So, follow me at 3... Dot the last underscore king on Twitter and follow my boy Evan. At, yeah, you barely know your own. I got it, bro. I got it that time. You, I got it that time. You're gonna, you gonna catch yourself lacking here soon, but yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Evan Schumar TV. So, man, yeah, man, we're gonna go and get right into it, man. Uh, Evan, go on and introduce our first topic for us, man. So, uh, before we get too deep into it, I, I just wanted to run, run some fantasy by you. I wanted to see how oh, things yeah. are going with you. I know, I know that you've moved off the Miles Gaskins train because yes. he is uh, just simply just pissed you off too many times. Absolutely. Uh, personally, uh, we're the White Stallions are no longer in first place. We have we have fallen down to third. We, okay. we have taken uh, an L in the last two weeks, back to back. My running backs keep all getting injured. So I got Clyde Edwards Lair, IR. Chase Edmonds was the other guy, running back number two. He was the flex guy, moved him up. He got hurt now. I'm like, all right, great. So now I got Tony Pollard in. Okay. Uh, I really hope that Zeke has, you know, got some sort of ankle issue. I really hope he it's, doesn't play this week. Just, just you know, sit him out, you know? I, I need, just give him a breather. I need him. Zeke is my only saving grace as far as my running backs go. Like, ah, see, everything else One, is, one of us going to get screwed over. I, it's, it's really, <laughs> really, somebody's going to lose from this, man. And, okay, Josh Allen had the worst game of his career the day I needed him most. But Josh Allen had the best day of his career against Josh Allen. Absolutely. It's a paradox. Crazy. Man, what? Yeah, you, you wouldn't know if you didn't see the game. You wouldn't know. So, so for people that didn't see the game, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. number one, is is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. Josh Allen, number two, or a lot of people just refer to him as the other Josh Allen, which, you know, he felt it was disrespectful. And he he he, he, he might have made the quarterback Josh Allen the other Josh Allen out because not only did he sack him, he picked him off and then uh, call, uh, caused the fumble or recovered a fumble, one of the two. So he he was everywhere. He was going dumb that game, man. Yes, like, I saw all the highlights. to say, oh, you know, commentators, you know, that's easy stuff for commentators to eat up, you know, the Josh yeah. Allen, Josh Allen play. And so, like we said, when he sacked him, then when he picked him off and then the fumble recovery, 
First time in NFL history that somebody has thrown uh, an interception to the same person with the same name as them. <laughs> fun, facts. fun facts. Fun yeah. facts. We love it. Yeah. Pro football focus. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they'll eat that up, man. Yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. But uh, going into hold on, I'm trying to reach over here with my iPad, but it's still on the charger because battery's low. Hey, you know, I, I got I got good eyes over here. Okay, okay. First thing we got on the docket, and it's a question that you posed, and I think this is a, a legit question to ask. What are the Bengals? And if you were high on them, are they fooling you right now? We spoke about this, I think, in episode 30. Not in, we said on episode 30 and 31, if I remember right. Um, like I said, 31 is not posted yet, but we will have it. Um, the Bengals, we were all asleep on them. And they came out of surprise everybody. Like I said, Jamar Chase was out there performing. Um, and, uh, Joe Burrow was performing. The defense, I mean, eh, of course it was suspect in some spaces, but at the same time, they were kind of holding their own. Now when they lost to the Jets... You what? And then they came back and lost to, I forgot, who was that second game they lost to last week? They just got blown out by the Browns. Yeah, and got blown out by the Browns. And so, I don't know. Like, I mean, after the after they lost to the Jets, I was already thinking like, okay, you know, any given Sunday, any given day, you know, a team get beat. It is the NFL. Talent is everywhere, right? Yeah. It can happen to anybody. But then you come back and don't even really compete. So you know, so. my, my problem with the Bengals is just that their defense to me is just still middle tier. Mm-hmm. They they don't do anything great. I mean, they're probably more towards the bottom half than the top half when it comes to yards. I believe when it comes to points, they're like maybe slightly more towards the front, maybe more towards like 12 or 13 than they are to like, you know, the back half of that. So their defense is, is doing what it can. But if the offense isn't elite, on the weeks that it has been elite, you know, they've been beating, you know, the Steelers and their, the the Ravens is the other team that they turned around and beat that they blew out. That was a real big surprise to everybody. Yeah. But my thing is, if looking at outside of those two games, they haven't beat a team above 500 besides their two division opponents. Mm. So when you play teams within your division, I feel like you know them better. You're going to be more prepared for them. Absolutely. You've got more history to go over through them, and you're going to care more about those games, per se. Mm. So... The fact that they haven't beat any team outside of their division above a 500 record is is, is, is concerning. It's, sure. so it's something to look forward to because especially if you want to be a playoff team, you're going to have to beat those types of teams. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think another question is because, like, people were already starting to look at the Bengals as a playoff contender possibly. And so now it's like, I guess, usually here's something in math, right? I hate math for those who don't know. But here's, like, a fact about math and math and probability, right? If something happens three times, that means it's a true, true interval. It's the, the variable that's con- consistent right now is true. The same thing that's causing it, it's a true thing because it's going to keep happening if it happens three times in a row. Mm-hmm. If the uh, Bengals, I feel like they continue to lose in the same fashion for a third week in a row. I don't know. I forgot who they who are they playing this week. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but if this happens a third time, because I feel like they should have been – the Browns are definitely more talented than the Bengals, but the way they were playing prior weeks, it seemed like it should have been a decent matchup. Right? The Bengals are on a bye this week. No, the Bengals are on a bye this week. They're not playing this week. And so, well, let's say after that, well, they probably have bounced back. I feel like the bye should probably give them some time to kind of like regroup and gather themselves. But if not, if it happens a third time. Coming off the bye, they go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. That's another team that uh, that kind of duped us a little bit. Yeah, a lot of up and down. That's the thing about NFL seasons is it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what team you root for, 
you're, you're going to be just having high highs and then low lows throughout every year. Like, whether it be in fantasy, whether yeah. it be gambling, whether it be just, hey, you, you thought this player was going to be good coming out of the draft or this free agent signing was going to be, you know, the next, you know, big thing for this team. Yeah, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of disappointment you got to deal with in the NFL. And teams like the Raiders or the Broncos or the Panthers and the Bengals all you know everybody you know they came out real high and then now they're starting to humble themselves come back down to earth a little bit and uh the rest of the world is just like that's stupid use your common sense what what, what do we think about this yeah because a lot of people were sold on all those teams at the beginning of the year they were like oh yeah they're, they're the real deals and it's like oh, yeah yeah not like you said um, if something you know continuously not, happens then yeah. it's probably the truth yeah so yeah, i guess we'll see just moving forward and with the raiders are like almost in this i want to say the same boat as the um as the Bengals, but like like I say, a team that kind of duped us all, just like we were high on them in the beginning, but now they're kind of and they're back to what we felt like they should have been before the season started. Yeah. So I guess one t- I, what's one team we feel like should have been better that isn't really great, but I mean the Dolphins to me are the biggest disappointment this season. Really? Man, the Dolphins on paper. And, all right, so looking at what they did last season, they had a great defense. The offense was, you know, th- th- there was room to grow. Mm-hmm. They feel like they, like I was just saying, teams feel like, you know, they, they make the, the necessary draft picks or, you know, sign certain free agents that are going to push them over the hump. Well, the Dolphins, their offensive line has been too, like, the worst in the NFL. Like, it's been, it's been too bad to deal with for Tua. Mm. So their defense has been getting banged up. And then now the whole thing just looks like a shit show. And they're at the bottom of their division, you know. Yeah. So, who do you think the biggest disappointment has been so far? I mean, I think it's just been the Chiefs. We were everybody was picking the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl, and now it's looking like they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, and the so Chiefs are, it, for it for as much as the uh, the media us, I mean, I don't want to say just the media like we're excluded. For much as we thought of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs themselves, and and we thought that Patrick Mahomes was so great that he almost like didn't necessarily need a defense. Uh, yeah, all that is kind of it's like it's and going PFF down the toilet. Ranked their offensive line second in the NFL, so it's not like oh, Patrick Mahomes has no time; he's got to run around like no. a chicken with his head cut off just to make a play. No, that's mm, definitely not. It's the case. not the case. Yeah. It's not. He's got time, man. And uh, you said something earlier about free agents. Yes, and it's been a fun day today. Oh, we we got another one. It's got a fun day. So. Who you want to start with first? We want to talk about Cam coming back home. Do you want to talk about OBJ going let, let, to the let's Rams? Start with, let's start with Odell going to the Rams. Okay, I, I got some questions for you. Do you all right, do you think that Odell makes the Rams the NFC favorite? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Um, like I say a lot of the, the NFC favorite. The Bucks are still um, are still a great team. Yeah. Only thing is. Gronk is hurt. Um, Godwin is hurt. Um, not out of the not out the game, but they're dealing with some back yeah, problems. Dinged up, and yeah. Especially in the secondary too. They've been really exactly. with that all throughout the year. Absolutely. And so when your major weapons are, then your defense is kind of um, they're trying to recover. You kind of just kind of lay in wait for other teams to kind of come and steal your spotlight, which is kind of what the Rams are kind of doing. They're trying to capitalize on this opportunity right now, and I can't blame them for that. Uh, even though it's at the cost of the future, which is it's always a gamble. Yeah, and the Rams have had a really interesting team building approach. It's really just been unique compared mm-hmm. to any other team. They haven't had a first round draft pick since they picked Jared Goff. That was back in 2016. Hmm. 
they're not going to have a first round draft pick till 2024. You know, through the likes of the, the Matthew Stafford trade, um, you know, trading up to get golf in the first place, Jalen Ramsey, you know, mm-hmm. all those types of other trades that they made to make themselves contenders. They're really trying to sell out. They are all in on going all in. So it's like if you're going to be committed, you might as well you know, go all in. Yeah, exactly. Just just throw everything you got into the fire and go. But. The fact that there's a stigma going around that they say that the Rams just don't value the draft. They're just like, oh, F draft picks. That's not the whole truth. Because the, throughout this span, the Rams still average having dra- eight draft picks. Mm. So they're making moves you know, with their limited draft capital, trading back, and then acquiring more mid-round picks, which essentially in rounds three to seven, the hit rates are, you know what... Uh, somewhat similar versus like you know the one to three you know huge the hit rates are a lot different you know more rounds one and two are a lot higher so they feel like all right we're gonna take this, these draft picks and put them on proven commodities like you know your Von Millers your Matthew Stafford yeah. the Namakin Sue Sammy Watkins like all that I, I know they signed a couple of those in free agency but like they've made a lot of trades and p- picked up a lot of people in free agency and they're like gonna go with proven commodities versus trying to build a team with a rookie because they feel like they have the roster to fill it out but then the draft picks that they do acquire come in and they're you know they 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 have they're good depth. Yeah. They're not the greatest, you know, highlight pieces. Yeah, you don't have your first, second or maybe third round picks, but you know, when your third, fourth and fifth round picks are still contributing and you know giving you depth. It, it, I personally don't think it is the greatest team building method, but if it if they do win a Super Bowl, we might see other teams start to go towards that. Yeah, man, like the Rams right now are taking like a more extreme approach than like the Bucks did last season. The Bucks took on Leonard Fournette. They took on Antonio Brown. They took on Tom Brady. They took on Gronkowski. They took on all these other players. Some of these players haven't played. Uh, Antonio Brown had an, a huge off the field issue. Um, Leonard Fournette um, was almost considered fat and like, and he was like booted out of the Florida. You know, so they took on all these other players. Granted, it wasn't at the cost of a lot of draft picks, but at the same time, you were taking a risk and you were taking a chance. And so and then Tom Brady, the oldest quarterback in the league, the GOAT, absolutely, but you're taking a risk on some of these guys. So can I say, how do I feel about that? I feel like if it happens, then yeah, you could almost see, like we we were talking about earlier, you can almost see possibly the NFL taking a lean in the direction like the NBA. Yeah. Sacrificing draft picks to take improving guys. And so granted, if you want to debate that it's less risky in the NBA because you can do time management and injuries are like less likely to happen. I mean, that's a separate debate. I'm not a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. but you're not <laughs> right. Damn. You're not a do- so I got this rash. I wanted you to look at guy, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, I gotta hit the water. Gotta hit the water. Gotta hit the water. And so now, nah, man, like I can definitely see that possibly happen, especially if it pays off. Cause it already happened once for the bucks and they had a historical season playing the Super Bowl in their own fit and the own stadium so can the Rams do it it's looking like they possibly can they guys are still healthy they have a few depths like to say um Lana's good they got a, a great quarterback and like these are not older guys either these are guys like in their prime right now so they're being smart about it I hate to be that guy but I, I was recently you know going back through some of our older episodes and ah you're doing it you're doing it I already know where you're going no, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if you do. Okay, I have it in my notes on my phone, which I can't access right now because it's being used to put yeah. us on IG Live. Um, you had once stated a, 
couple episodes ago that Sam Darnold is a potential MVP. I candidate. said it. I said it. I did. I did say it. I said it. I, I would just like your uh, updated opinion on that take right now. At the time, I said it. <laughs> At the time, I said it. The they were trending in the right direction. They were undefeated. They were undefeated, and so and then they had beaten teams that they shouldn't have beaten. Granted, okay, some. I think it, what was their record at the time? I think they were four and zero. Yeah, I know they started off three and zero. Yeah, so um, I can't really remember. It was like what? That was like five, four episodes ago, or something like that. Yeah, five. it was somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Okay, and so I think at the time they were still undefeated. They were trending in the right direction, and their defense at the time was the best in their division. Granted, and you think about who's in the, who's in their division. You got the Bucks, you got the Saints, uh, you got the Panthers, and you got the Falcons. So granted, the Falcons aren't worth almost anything, right? But you have the Saints, who are a proven team. You have the Bucks, who were the last year's Super Bowl champs, and then you have the Panthers. And to say that the Panthers were rivaling the Bucks in defense, it, come on, like you know, it, it was hard to argue. Yeah. And so, uh, Sam Darnold is a talented quarterback. He was performing way better because he had way more weapons in Carolina than he did uh, in New York. And so, at the time, it just seemed like maybe I could see him, you know, doing something a little bit more with DJ Moore, trying to, you know, get out the pocket, maybe front of a few option plays, whoop-de-whoop, but he didn't do it, and, and now he's he, out. He's good at he's he's the best goal line running back in the NFL. You know, he keeps getting these rushing touchdowns, but when it comes to him throwing the ball... The way I said it before is the best way I can put it. He's still Sam Darnold. He's still Sam Darnold. I mean, we saying that he's we saying he's still Sam Darnold like we saying he's Jay Cutler. You know what I mean? Or oh, you you, I mean, you would compare the two? I mean, I think Jay Cutler is probably definitely better than Sam Darnold. Okay, well he has a lot more years up under his belt. Oh, even if even if you look at the beginning of it, bro, Jay Cutler definitely was was better than Sam Darnold. What? I almost got to look. Uh, I need this statistically. You you don't want to look at it statistically because it's not going to go well for you, bro. <sighs> Sam Darnold was on the that. Jets. You forgot that. Yeah, he was on the Jets. He was on the Jets. Jay Cutler had a man. He. Bro, he had Brandon Marshall at the time, and who was the other receiver they had? They had one more that I'm trying to think of. Did they have Rod Smith then, or was that was that oh, was Jake? Oh man, you taking us back? <laughs> yeah, he uh, might have still been around. Uh, Brandon Lloyd, I remember him. Yeah, he was out there making all those crazy one-handed catches. Mm. Like he definitely had a little bit more to work with, I would say, than uh, Sam Darnold did. In, uh, yeah, I almost forgot Sam Darnold with, with New York, but I mean, okay. So how about this? If I give Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Three more seasons with the Jets. I feel like in that time period, he'll have a better best season than Jay Cutler did in his best season with the uh, Bears. Let's see. Hold on. I, I'm bringing up Jay Cutler stuff right now. Okay, okay, okay. So you just want to go first six seasons? We can go first six seasons. That's fine. I mean, none of his time with the Jets is going to match. I mean, I'm okay. I'm 100% sure on that. So s- similar to what happened with Sam Darnold, he spent his first three years in Denver and then, you know, would spend three more years in Chicago uh, up to this point, And then, you know, he would be there for a while. But he made a Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sam Darnold's going to make a Pro Bowl? I feel like he can. Like this season? No. Just, just, just in, within these six years. And his time with the Jets and with Carolina? Well, I'm saying, do you think that... In, in six, like, in his... Come six years, like, will yeah, he... Yeah, will, will he have a Pro Bowl with, with, throughout the first six years of his career? So, what, what, he's got, like, three more years? Yes, something like that. You think he's yeah. going to make the Pro Bowl in the next couple I years? I feel like he can. 
I feel like it in could the be NFC. Done. That's loaded with like you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Tom Brady, Aaron, you got Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers can like, move. It's probably going to move next season. We don't know where, but he'll probably move next season. Hey, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I mean, so the only thing that I'm seeing that is very suspect, which if you know J. Cole, you know he threw a lot of interceptions. He did lead the NFL uh, with 26 interceptions one year, but he's still putting up. You know, 3,600, 4,000, 4,500. You know, he's putting up some good stats for the the situations he was in. Because when he mm. got to Chicago, it was like they had a good defense, but the offense was Offense very, was terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay Cutler. All right, so I got a question. Okay. What do you think his touchdown to interception ratio is for his career? Like, approximately. Oh, uh, let's think back to Jay Cutler. Okay. Touchdown to interception ratio? Yeah. So, like, would you say he's— Three. Uh, Go ahead. So would you close, would you say he's closer to like one to one or one to three? Closer to one to three. Or right, we'll be three to one technically. Three, yeah. Yeah. Well, so he threw two hundred and twenty seven touchdowns and hundred and sixty interceptions. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. Yeah. Do I think Sam Dodo will be a Jay Cutler? No. I think it would be better than Jay Cutler. <sighs> See, if he continues to keep playing, if he plays as long as Jay Cutler did, he's gonna throw more interceptions than Jay Cutler. I don't. Know. I mean, like as long as he gets to play like similar amount of games. Let me put it that way, not just in years. Games actually matter. He's in, well at the same time. Sam Donald's in a better situation than Jay Cutler was with the Bears. That is true, but we have seen him in a better situation, and he has looked nowhere near as good as what Jay Cutler did in a worse situation. Okay. So that's why I can like see with that. this is just this is just the eye test, you know. I'm I haven't sat there and you know gone over you know all the Jay Cutler and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, definitely not. But I, you know, I I I think that they signed Cam Newton for a reason because Sam Donald that is not going to get the job done when he comes back from injury. Cam Newton is better than Sam Donald. Okay, I mean Cam Newton's a former league MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. I, but but. My, the point I'm trying to make is that Sam Darnold, at, at no point, was, I don't think at any point Jay Cutler was just straight up just like, just benched, right? For like somebody else that they brought in like a, for a free agent off the street. Not like if he's no. playing bad, they put him down for a game or something. But like, no. I don't think they have. I mean, I wouldn't call Cam just somebody off the street either. Cam is a, uh, well, a, Carolina, like they, a Carolina god. Well, like, they, I'm saying like they, they signed a free agent to come in and replace him because they're not confident in what he can do when he comes back. Why would you pay Cam Newton, what was it, what, ten, four and a half million four guaranteed, one and a half million signing bonus, and then up to $10 million? You're not going to, for half a season? So you're basically giving him a million dollars a game? Hmm. Okay. When you already traded your second round draft pick and another draft pick for Sam Darnold? I think they're, that they're realizing they uh, failed on that investment, and they're starting to kind of be like, all right, we're going to have to start figuring this out again. <laughs> they're going to be in the same position they were last year. I see what you're saying, and it all makes sense. Are they man? Are they worried about Sam Darnold? Yeah. When you put it in, uh, when you like, well, yeah, when you add up the facts, then yeah. But do I feel like can he still play? Can he have like a, a great season like maybe Jay Cutler did with the forty five hundred yards? Granted, he had I'm like almost over like sixteen interceptions that season, but uh, it can be done. I think he can do it. I think he can be. Granted, I mean, it depends on what you consider as being like better than Jay Cutler. You know, I mean, it's still because Jay Cutler is kind of like that. Th- that's the point. Of where, like, all right, if you have anything better than Jay Cutler, like, you're probably in, like, a good position. Like, quarterback mm. is not a dire need. If you have anything less than Jay Cutler, hey, you're probably going to need to start looking for you, the future of the court at the okay. position. So that that's kind of the way I was looking at it. Like, it, it's almost as if, like, Kirk Cousins mm. now. So 
quarterbacks better than Kirk Cousins. Dude, there's probably he's a good handful. Yeah, so he I would put him around like let's say fifteen ish. Mm-hmm. You know, give or take a couple. All those other quarterbacks that are ahead of him, like are going to be like playoff and then they're going to win. True, more true. Than likely, Sam Donald is not Kirk Cousins. Like so, like anything yeah. worse than yeah, exactly. So I put mm-hmm. him on the on the other side of of uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't. I think that if you have Sam Darnold, you know he's definitely not as good as Kirk Cousins. And we've seen Kirk Cousins isn't like enough to you know push the envelope further. I think that they need to find a better uh, our new option at quarterback, which Cam Newton is both. Well, okay. not, not new. He's just coming back. <laughs> he's coming back. I think Cam Newton right now at this point in his career possibly might be like a leak. I mean, a seal on a leak. You know, he's not necessarily supposed to like rebuild your ship or whatever or take you to the promised land. But he's going he might stop the leak in a little bit or at least slow it down. You know, I think that's what he is. I mean, that's what he's been for Carolina for the most part, besides the MVP season. You know, so. So the Saints. Do you want to talk about what what, what happened there <laughs> with the Falcons and the Saints? Uh, the Falcons? The, I don't. People writing them off. Like, now, if you want to go the opposite of what we were talking about earlier, people mm. that were really high on that, they're now starting to, eh. People that were rolled off at the beginning of the season, like the Falcons, hey, they, they, right now they have the last wild card spot. In the NFC, what they they came back, beat the Saints, Saints, yeah, and hey, Matt Ryan's playing pretty nice. He's been really efficient with the football, you know, being a, a veteran quarterback, not turning the ball over, you know, high completion percentage and everything, you know, looking good. And Cordell Patterson's really come on, you know, not just from a fantasy uh, aspect, but to have a, a guy that you can take from running back and go put him out the wide receiver and let him go run a legit route tree against cornerbacks. Hey, you know that that, that can open up a lot of things for you, and I think the Falcons are starting to utilize that more. And the Saints, man. I, That's an I don't, odd I don't bunch. Know, That's an odd bunch. I don't know what they're going to do because I think Jameis is not going to be what they need to get to get back to the Drew Brees-esque like, you know, mm-hmm. caliber team that they were because they still have a great roster overall. But the so, quarterback play is going to be a huge problem. So forward. what do you think about for Jameis? Like, do you think he's, a, he's not a long-term answer? No. Well, I think Jameis is a quarterback in this league. But I agree. Just not probably just not for the Saints, you know. And I thought thing is, I thought he would be. I thought I'm like, okay, Drew Drew leaves. Now you got the risk take. You got Jameis. He can go really big or he can go really bad. If you roll the dice, I really can't blame you if that's what you have. You know what I mean? I I couldn't complain. But he's um, for this division, and as long as Tom is still there, yeah. I mean. Yeah, they're definitely going to be the underdogs. Exactly. It's even though they like to beat them in the regular season, but it, come on, man! It's, it's, like, like we. So, do you think that the Rams are going to pull the? I think I asked you this uh, after mm-hmm. the game uh, when the Rams and Bucks played. Do you think that the Bucks are going to turn around and do what they did to the Rams that they did to the Saints last year? Like, oh, you beat us in the regular season. Oh, you made us look pretty bad. All right, now we're going to come out and pumble you here in the playoffs when it actually matters. The, he said the Bucks are going to do that to the who? To the Saints? To the Rams. To the Rams. The same way that, like, last year that, like, because, you know, the Saints beat them twice in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, the Saints got their number and everything. They turn around and the playoff game was not pretty. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, the Bucks got the roster. You know what I mean? Granted, uh, granted, granted, granted. I got to see how they how they use everybody. Let me see. Let, let me see, like, two games in of Odell and Vaughn, and let me just see how it all kind of comes together and just see if it works. I really hope that that whole Odell and Baker mishap, mm. I don't, I don't Whatever know. Whatever that was. Exactly what what, yeah. Yeah. I hope that that type of chemistry doesn't come over with him and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Because, I mean, Baker sounded like – there wasn't 
I, and, and this could have been him just, you know, playing the politics right or, you know, something like that. But it sounded like he didn't have a real issue with him. It was kind of just. It was like all on the field. Yeah. And so I. I mean, which for Odell, you know, I'm glad that finally, you know, we're getting back to him being like his focus on the field, not what he's doing off the field. Yeah. I feel like that's that shows the maturity of OBJ as well. Mm-hmm. I know that one post about his dad was little. Hey, that was his dad. That ain't got nothing to do with him. That's see, that's how I feel at the same time with part of me wants to think part. Yeah. Part of me wants to think that it was um, he could have had he might his dad might have said something to him, but. Hey, at the same time, we're going to come right back to this same conversation, man. This is The Break Room. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Break Room H-O-U and The.BreakRoom.Podcast on Instagram, man. Follow us on Facebook at The Break Room Podcast 1. Man, so, man, this is The Break Room. Take it easy, man. We'll holler back at you in a few minutes. Mobbing in the Bentley, smoking moon hey. rocks. Hey. Pocket full of motherfucking blue, blue. guap. Half an ounce in my Gucci two socks. For the summertime, got a new drop. Welcome back, everybody, to the break room. It is time for our Pick'em segment. We're going to move through this real quick. We've been taking too long with this. You're... <laughs> All right, first game, we got the Baltimore Ravens going against the Miami Dolphins. Thursday night football, give me Lamar Jackson. Ravens. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, simple pick there. Next game we got is Saints and the Titans. We just talked about the Saints kind of falling off last week. No Derrick Henry last no week, Derrick but they Henry. still got the dub over the Rams. So this one's uh, it's like do do the Saints, you know, finally put it back together and do, do the Titans come down to earth a little bit? Oh no. Mm. Who are you picking with this one? I'm actually going with the Titans, man. They found a way last week and I did I thought I thought their hopes were like over. You know, but they utilizing that pass game pretty well. And that RPO. With, uh, with, yeah, yeah Tannehill's so good off like RPO mm-hmm. play action. Like I think he's actually like the highest like rated quarterback off of boots. Really? Yeah, he, he he's really good off of that end. So is Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is up there too. We were just dogging him earlier. But uh, I'm gonna take the Saints. I, I'll take them to put it together. They got a good roster. I think they'll be able to uh, shut it down this week. Next game, Bills and the Jets. After what we just saw, six I- to nine. Do you believe in the Bills to come back and beat the Jets? I can't believe I'm even I, asking that question. I shouldn't even be asked. Like, that shouldn't even be a question, but I'm going to still go with the Bills. We, we haven't I, talked about Mike White, the GOAT. Mr. 400 yards. His jersey went to the Hall yeah. of Fame. Hey, Zach Wilson, that, that's not a good look for him if uh, you it's, got two backup quarterbacks coming in and looking better than you. It's not. I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, he is with the Jets, though. It's the Jets. But, but you still got the same. You got other quarterbacks of lesser talent, per se, that are coming in and playing better than him. He is a rookie still. But He's yeah, a rookie. You I'm, can't argue with it. I'm still taking the Bills, though. I'm still taking the Bills. I, I feel like they're going to come. If the Jets oh, win, I, I I will not know what to do with myself. I'll probably throw my head. So if the away. Jets win, that means they would have beaten the Titans and the Bills, who are, you know, two of the top five teams in the AFC. Are we sleep on the Jets? I don't know. <laughs> uh, question mark? Like, question mark. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Next game on the docket, we got... Your hard fighting lines going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the Steelers and make this one easy. Oh, 
not the face. I don't. You're gonna do it, dude. They're, they're, they're just gonna keep stringing you along. They play everybody close except the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> we blew them out. The one, you, you, wow, you blew Detroit. Like, oh, Mister, we they play everybody close. They yeah, do. We blew them out forty-four to six. I'm not a Detroit fan. People who like, you know, just just so we get that out there. You know, I'm not a Detroit fan. I'm not. But they, the one game, and yeah, they chose when the they Eagles. They played a real football team. Yeah. Hold up, whoa, pause. <laughs> pause. No, I'm just I'm just I know the Ravens. They, they played the Ravens, man. Yeah, so, I mean, <sighs> the Eagles blew them out, and uh, I think it was like only like a halftime kind of, like one half kind of game, you know. So, but the Steelers, last game against the Bears. Can we get into that really quick? Yeah, just yeah, really yeah, quick, yeah, really yeah. quick. Okay, so some of those calls that they did not get, Terrible. Terrible. We're terrible. Actually. Worse than the towel. Exactly. Even in the, uh, I think it was like the third quarter, uh, Justin Fields threw a touchdown pass, and they called it back because they called a blocking, one of the block, uh, they had a guard pull, and they said you can't go past the tight end position, like they, uh, that area, right there, the gap, whatever. And so, but he didn't. He didn't even touch the defensive end. He didn't even touch the defensive end. And so when that didn't happen, and they still didn't get the cut, and they still got the call of like, "Oh, you're blocking on a pass play," it was it was wild because the game would have been bad. The, and then the taunting, I know, has been the big story. Which, yeah, the Bears. Man, if you can't look at the sideline, like it's weird. No fun league in full effect. Exactly. Well, I cannot remember who did that touchdown celebration, but uh, did the whole they he, he scored a touchdown, put the ball down. He just walked away. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't remember who I can't I cannot remember who did it, but. Um, Hilarious, because that the title of that game would have changed if had the Bears have kept that touchdown. Because it would have been, I think, twenty to Justin Fields played really good. He was the uh, he did PFF's highest graded quarterback. He did last week. I think the score the score would have been a little different, like twenty to seventeen or something like that. I, I remember correctly. I might be wrong, but yeah. Anyway, I just have to get that out there. Where anyway, I'm still I'm going to choose Pittsburgh to beat the Detroit. So you went through all that just to still pick the Steelers. Yes, I, yes. I, I, I can't stand you, man. I need I can't my chance to sit down, man. <laughs> uh, next game we got is the Jags, fresh off that victory over the Bills, going up against Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm taking the Colts. Me too. Going the Colts. I just think they got a better football team. Same. That's really it. Now we got a recap of the wild card game in the NFC last year. We got the Bucks. Going against Taylor Heineke and the boys, the football team. Come on now, give me last year's Super Bowl champs. Give me seven ring Tom. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take Tom Brady in this one too as well. Patriots and Browns. Now this is going to be this one is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. I, I know how you feel about the Patriots, and, and for those if y'all haven't been paying attention, this dude Charles is like some for some reason like a Patriots like schematic insider. He he knows what the Patriots are going to do, how they're going to do it, and how it's going to affect the game. With that I've being said. It. Ain't uh, Nick Chubb back? I believe so. That's no Odell. Oh yeah, we see. How ba- oh yeah, 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 Baker. Yeah, no Odell. Oh yeah, ba- Baker gonna play 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 his best. Thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll take the Browns. I'm actually. I am going. No, listen. I mean, I'm going with the Browns. I'm going with the Browns. Um, I think this will be a halftime kind of decided game. If the Patriots are not up. And by the end of halftime, the Browns are going to win. That I mean, I don't care if it's by a field goal, even by some weird chance they get a safety, two points, whatever. If the Browns are up at halftime, well, if the Patriots are up at halftime, I'm picking the Patriots. 
nobody can hold on to a lead like the Patriots can. They can slow the game down. They can keep an offense off the field. They do it so well. And hey, you've been in meetings with Bill. I, I, I know you know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. So um, I'm not sure. Like I say, Nick Chubb is a, it's a different story, man. That run game. But whenever the Patriots play the run game really hard, they play, they play so loose over the top with deep balls. That's the only problem I see with them. And so you never know what kind of banking you're going to get. If he's going, if he feels like throwing it deep, they can do it because they're going to play the run really heavy. And so it's like, ah. Where do you go with that? Yeah. yeah, the Browns just have it. I think they just have more in their favor for this one. Yeah, they got a better you know, defensive line. And ultimately, the trenches and who's that quarterback and who's calling your plays are – probably some of the more you know important things you know to look at within i think that the browns just you know check all those boxes there over the patriots next game we got is the falcons and the cowboys cowboys a Fal- falcons playing kind of nice but i, I, know, I still man, think i'm, going, say, I'm yeah. still going with the cowboys me, me, me too as well when i saw Matt, Matty ice face pop up on my uh phone for ESPN, I was like, what is he doing? Like, Bro, is it 2015? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Speaking of going back to 2015, I don't think we're going to see Cam in this game, but Panthers against the fire-hot Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, come on now. Come yeah, on. I'll take the Cardinals. Easy game. Especially P.J. Walker, who I love, you know, great XFL guy. Great you talk, player. oh, yeah. It is what it is with that. What was the Houston um, Roughnecks? Roughnecks, there we go. Yes, sir. And, you know, John Granado, he, he did play-by-play for them. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, you know, ESPN 97.5 zone. Check him out, man. 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, on the bench with uh, Lance Erlang. Hey, you know what? See, they, they need to go ahead and shout us out. Yeah, now. no, really, right, really. Yeah, hey, we, run us one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, next game we got is the Vikings and the Chargers. This is going to be a competitive game. The Chargers... After watching them play the Eagles last game, I really got to see that bro, their offensive line is just stout, man. That was a huge problem for them last year. The offensive line has improved a lot. The Vikings, though, are not to are be slept on. They, are they, not they to be slept play, on. They play to their competition. They're like the Titans, how the Titans used to be. Well, I mean, the Titans still, I guess, do that because mm-hmm. they turn out lost to the Jets this year. But then, you know, they want to beat the Bills and the Chiefs. But they just play to their competition. So it's going to be a close game. Man, the Chargers' defense hasn't been like exactly what you want from them, but what you feeling? What you feeling? I'm, 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 ah, give, give me the Chargers. Huh? Give me the Chargers. I'm actually calling for an upset. I'm actually going with the Vikings this time. I'm going with the Vikings. It, Their last it, it, game. It's, that close. It's, it's a coin flip for me. Mm. Just the fact that the Vikings always like. Play, if they're playing the Jets, they're going to look like the Jets are playing the Jets. Yeah. And then if they play the Bills, they're going to look like the Bills playing the Bills. It's it's oh, weird how they are with that. The only thing, but like they play them close, but like, or like I said, they play their competition, but it's like they have that small problem, like getting over that hump, like that little whatever they need to get. It's just. Yeah, it's called the Kirk Cousins effect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next game we got is the Packers and the Seahawks. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Packers and the Seahawks? Yeah. I'm definitely going with the Packers. Yeah, I don't think Russ might be back, but I don't know if he will officially. If Russ comes back, it's probably going to be a lot more competitive of a game. Mm-hmm. But I'll still take uh, Aaron Rodgers and the boys in green. Oh, same, man. And, you know, I don't know what people were thinking were thinking that uh, Green Bay was going to be a landing spot for OBJ when Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there next year. That made no sense well, at all to me. For the year, because he's only going to sign for the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. Odell's, like, mind frame – should have been something along the lines of 
it doesn't matter what I'm getting paid now because I'm basically showcasing for my next contract that I'm going to get here in six months. Because where is he going to get the most targets? Where is he going to get the most love? I didn't think it was going to be the Rams, but over there, hey, they he has a different skill set than Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, so mm-hmm. he's going to have a role there. See, I feel he like wants to win. I feel like the the interpersonal. Uh, roles of a city would play more of a role for OBJ just because like this is what I mean you're going to Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there a while you have to go to a new team learn a new building learn a new uh, system and learn everything when you're not going to be there for like another year you have to move do all this other stuff it's a lot and so versus where you can go to another city where you're probably going to be there for a couple years or however long you want to be it's L.A. Um, you got what LeBron there, who he's friends with. You got uh, Drake, who he's cool with, it's who Drake has a house out there. Exactly, yeah. OBJ is a Hollywood kind of guy, yeah, so absolutely, it just fits. It just fits a lot better. So that's why I thought Green Bay was just so ludicrous when people were throwing that out there, even though they probably were reaching some deals. You know what I mean? But it just, I feel like he wouldn't pick that in the end. Well, hey, he said he wanted to go to a contender, going to one of the better teams in the NFL. We'll see if it works out. Next game we got is the Philadelphia Eagles against the Denver Broncos. Broncos have, you know, they're kind of falling off that cliff there. Eagles' run game has been outstanding the last couple of they weeks. They followed your advice. Yes, they, they finally listened to me. And, you know, every other single Philadelphia Eagles fan that was screaming at them. Literally in the stands, they were literally chanting, run the ball. <laughs> like, several times throughout the season it's happened. I'm going to take the Eagles, though, in this one. I think that they're just playing better football than right now than the Broncos are. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles, too. Fair enough. Chiefs and the Raiders, Sunday night, prime time. I keep picking the Chiefs and they keep screwing me over. Ooh. But I ain't picking the Raiders. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I want the Chiefs. This is it. I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Mm, I'm a, Okay. I'm going with the Chiefs. But I, the Chiefs aren't. They're not the Chiefs. They're not the Chiefs. Yeah. They're, 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 they're Kansas City now. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're, they're Kansas, Kansas City. City. You know, they're. Man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're not the Chiefs. They're no disrespect yet. Yeah, disrespect to everybody in Missouri for that one. Exactly. And they're not the Chiefs. They're not even any, like, simile of the word Chief. They're not the head honcho. They're not the boss. They're not the general, the major. No. No, definitely a lieutenant. I don't even... Looking yes. more like private. Private. More so private. Not even second in command. Not even lieutenant. So, yeah, they're, no, they're not... They're just not that guy. Not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You know, so, yeah, I'm definitely going... I'm still going with the Chiefs over the Las Vegas... Hey, they got some good primetime games this week. So Sunday night, you got the AFC West matchup. Monday night, you got the NFC West matchup with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Odell's not going to play in that game unless he just all of a sudden picks up the playbook in three days. Has a photo, days. photographic memory and just... Yeah, just, just gets everything up in there, especially mm-hmm. Sean McVay's system. I don't think that's going to happen. But they're playing the 49ers in San Francisco. I was really high on the 49ers coming into this season, but they've just failed to perform. Just straight up, just they're not really having as much of an injury bug as they did the year before. Yeah, they've been dinged up and everything, but team just straight up just coming out, pissing down the leg. Moments, moments too big. Too, I was gonna say, oh, you beat <laughs> me to it, you beat me to it, you beat me to it. I was gonna say, moments too big. Shout just, out to Coach Thirty. Yeah, just not an athlete. Just hey, Coach Thirty, down your leg. They, they don't want him in the in that film room with them. But uh, I'm gonna take Matthew Stafford in the Rams. Say so I'm going with the Rams too. Oh, you beat me to it. I was <laughs> that was funny. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going with, go with the Rams. Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh. Okay. Hey, man. So that's going to be off our pick segment, man. We're going to be right back with you. Facebook, Instagram, highlight us, man. Follow us on The Break Room, H-O-U, on Twitter, and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram, man. The Break Room Podcast 1 on Facebook, man. We'll be right back with you, man. Take it easy.
running, man. Dropped on the head of any nigga wanted, man. Pop me as any young fast on some fast on some faster than sunny, man. It's time to get into some NBA talk game that we preview back on episode 24 of the Kobe episode. We were talking about some of the, you know, marquee rookie matchups that we're looking into. And we got the number one versus two overall pick, Kay Cunningham and his Detroit Pistons going up against Jalen Green and the Houston Rockets. Rockets losing 104 to 112. What are your takes away from that game? Man, Jalen Green is everything we expected him to be. The Rockets are everything we expect them to be, right? Okay, Jalen Green, uh, first over, not the first overall pick, but the number one pick for the Rockets, right? Um, He's came in. He's an explosive player. I forgot how many points he had. I think he had right on like 24 points. 23. 23 points. He had 23 he went 4-4 from the charity strike. 3 of 11 from 3, so mm. you know, not what you want to see there. And then he uh, added uh, two assists and five rebounds. Yeah. Jalen Green is the highlight player. He's a highlight, highlight real player. And for a city who's for a team that's not really expected to win, that's like the best thing you could possibly ask for. You're not going to get a dubs, but you're going to get some highlight players. Your team is going to be on Sports Center pretty often. You know what I mean? You got a player like Jalen Green. Kay Cunningham is exactly what we expected him to be. He's smooth sailor, man. Cool, calm, and collected. And though he's not the explosive explosive player, he's the guy who's going to contribute to wins. And which is, granted, okay, it's Houston playing against Detroit, which they're both mud teams. I mean, let's be real. But for Cade to do what he's done, uh, he's done. This guy, he's, here's something about Cade. I think it was on one play. K got a block, kept it in bounds, and passed it down the court. That's a super high IQ basketball play. If you if you do not know that, he like always plays. Both of them play so hard, and the, the I really liked watching them like guard each other a lot. Because mm. I know the one thing I was super upset about in the Eastern Conference Finals last year was that Katie and Giannis were not checking each other. It might happen like a couple times in the game because mm. it's just gonna happen. But they were like wanting each other every single time they went down the floor. It's like I'm yeah. gonna bucket on you. All right, I'm gonna run and pick and roll, get a little open shot on you. All right. Cool, I'm coming back down the floor. Oh, I'm gonna get an assist off you. You know, I'm gonna drive all this attention. Like it was just like great basketball, and Cunningham finished with 20 points, you know, three assists and four rebounds. So it's like they both put up similar yeah. numbers. It's great for the sport. Thanks. You love to see the number one and number two overall players, you know, the premier players of the draft coming out and playing at a at a high level and being competitive. For the like and for the NBA, you'll love this because usually this kind of matchup we got uh I think it was it wasn't last year, the year before that. We got with Donovan Mitchell and uh and Murray. Yep, Jamal Murray. And yeah. Jamal Murray. It was like 40, 50 points for, back and forth. Go back and forth. You know what I mean? In the playoffs, granted, we can finally get something like this in the regular season. Granted, they're in the Eastern Western Conference. We're going to get it a whole, whole, whole lot. But you get something. You can look forward to something in the regular season because a lot of times people don't take nice. the regular season seriously anymore sometimes. so Yeah, especially this early on in the season. But I mean, what did you take? Like, what did you, what else you take away from it? Uh, I thought that uh, Grant had himself a phenomenal night. I'm still upset that the uh, Thunder, you know, let him go a couple years ago. He had 35 points in. The one thing that really I think separated um, the Pistons and the Rockets was the fact that the bench for the Rockets was unimpactful. Mm. Like, not just like the main guy, like Martin Jr. Like, you really want to see him contribute a little bit more and then you have um eric gordon who was just man i mean yeah. he had 11 points he shot four nine like you would like to see a little more volume from him but like it's just when the bench for the pistons came on it felt like they were just 
a little more like cohesive with mm-hmm. each other. You know, Kelly Olynyk. I know they have them him on the bench, and he was one of the top scorers for them. But he he had that like leadership out there. Like it seems like when the benches came on the floor, you know, you know, you had the rookies sitting down and everything. It just seemed like the game kind of changed a little bit. But the Rockets, they they don't have a complete roster, so yeah. I feel like you you're gonna get a little bit. Um, better as the season goes on like chemistry wise but mm-hmm. I would just like to see a little bit more from the bench I get that and that makes a whole lot of sense especially like if you want to call yourself a contender in the future so yeah like they just weren't getting to like the like the little stuff like they weren't getting to the free throw line mm-hmm. and the Pistons whenever you know the their second squad was out you know they, they might not have been hitting all of them but it's like they were at least getting attempts I'm, I'm looking at it here the Rockets only one person shot one free throw and that was Eric Gordon off their bench <laughs> This is those types of things that, like, you when you lose an eight-point game, mm. those types of things, you know, make a difference. Yeah. Not very true, man. The other game last night was great, too. The Lakers and the Heat were going at it. That boy Tyler Hero said, I'm coming off the bench, and I'm still going to put up 27. And the fact that a couple – it might have been about a week ago at this point – he said that he she deserves to be in the same conversation as Trey and Luca. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, "Ooh, so far the numbers are supporting it." Hey, argue all you want. Look at the numbers yourself. Yeah, He's averaging similar points on better shooting percentage than both of them, especially from three. Man, what? So the one mm-hmm. thing that like Trey and Luca do is they're just volume shooters. Yeah, they, they, they can hit any shot, mm-hmm. but they're not going to hit every shot. So you know, Luca might hit. You know, he might shoot ten threes and only hit three of them, but the three that he hits are going to be like, "Wow." Yeah. And same thing with Trey. They they handle the ball more, so they're gonna they have, have you different know, roles more too. Yeah. Defense. yeah, exactly. Versus and like Tyler Hero. That's how he's coming off the bench. He's supposed to be an energy guy. He's supposed to be like, yeah. But I mean, hey, he was he was putting buckets on the Lakers starters. It's not like he was just going against second units and getting easy buckets. Like, nah, he was hitting contested shots, and especially from three. I mean, he he had like, dude, he had one. Th- oh, dude, who was guarding him? He hit this like a fadeaway three uh, on the right elbow, and I was like, man, that that dude is. He, he he is a nice shooter. Like he mm. reminds me of like Duncan Robinson, but a little more, little more athletic. You know, okay. he, he, yeah, he, he can no, do more outside of the three. Mm. But like it's just that shot. I was like, oh yeah, like him, him and Duncan been, been hooping together. Okay, but uh, they're looking at it from the Lakers side of things. You know, not having LeBron, they're two and two without him so far. So we'll see how that continues. This is the reason why they brought Russ in. They wanted him to come in. You know, be be the next guy to dominate the ball and mm. you know lead the offense. He had 25, 12, and fourteen. So he came out there. Russell Westbrook numbers, trip dub. Mm. AD always down. Me and my friend. Tell me. Tell set, me. Set an over under at five for him on the ground. I think I only saw him on the ground twice. Oh. My, my, my He's be improving. Career low. Might be a career low. Might be a career low. <laughs> Might be a fluke. Man, and honestly, I think, you know, LeBron James is so good for the game of basketball. Like, just as a talent and just – we're all going to miss LeBron whenever he retires. Whenever he decides to retire, I don't care if you hate LeBron, if you love LeBron. We're, the, bat, the game of basketball will miss him. But him not playing right now is so good for the Lakers. It's so good for Anthony Develop- and I say Anthony Develop- Anthony Davis's development, you know, as just as a player. And what he, like I said, we were talking about this a long time ago, just like just me and you. Anthony Davis has the talent and the skill set to have been an MVP a long time ago, mm-hmm. but he has not done it. Granted, it's the injuries. You could say injuries, situation, or whatever. He has not done it, but he has the tools to do it. And so I think LeBron being the older brother, the, the big brother, just the su- superior talent, not being on the floor kind of forces him to do more. You know, granted, you got to have Russ who's going to push the push the ball up court, uh, be your – 
your extra and everywhere because he can do just about anything. Your extra rebounder, your extra shooter, your extra driver, whatever, your extra slasher, whatever, whatever you need. That's what Russell be. But now it forces AD to step into that number one role. Oh, good. Uh, that, yeah, I just hit my laptop. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but the to kind of like further your point about like LeBron's impact. Looking at it from like, all right, LeBron on the court, but when he's off the court, the impact that he is now bringing to this team is that everybody else is figuring out their roles on the team. They're mm. going to get more in because you know LeBron. Th- whether this how serious his injury is or not has been up for debate. I personally think this is probably a little bit more towards the load management side than mm. an actual serious injury. But you know, Malik Monk came out and just. That's got to be so good for his confidence coming out. He yeah. dropped 27. He was just lighting it up. And, I mean, he was getting his shots everywhere. You know, Wade Ellington did pretty good. Melo came out and did his thing. Like, I feel like it's good for the uh, team, for everybody to come out here and get, get their reps and stuff as well while LeBron is not playing. Yeah. And I think LeBron not being there, it's like that it forces a fight or flight kind of thing. Um, I s- I heard something about this. I don't know how true it is, but in was it? I'm not not gymnastics, but um, for circus acts sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are former gymna- uh, gymnasts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The safety net is good for safety, absolutely, right? But at the same time, it doesn't force them to make the jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If the safety net isn't there. You either make it or you die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you need to make it. LeBron almost works in a similar fashion. You know what I mean? When I, you're I th- love that analogy. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So when he's there, it kind of, you know, you're okay. You, he's there. You, he's going to catch you. He'll handle this. Yeah. He'll make sure you don't fail, you know. But when he's not there, it's either succeed on your own or you're going to fail. Or exactly, yeah. exactly. Because so, when LeBron's there, if, they, if y'all lose, whatever, it's always going to come back on LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, depending on the situation, unless LeBron's in the finals where he's dropping like, you know, 40 point triple doubles and you can't blame him, yeah. then they're going to go down to everybody else. But yeah, I mean, LeBron is going to be impactful when he's on the court. And then when he's off the court, he's it almost seems like he's just as impactful because mm-hmm. then everybody else gets to step up, do that. He's a coach out there. He was out on the floor one time, hands up, selling. Brain yeah, and it's like, bro, what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, go back on the uh, go back on the bench, man. Future coach, man, one day. Future owner. I'm with that. I would definitely support he, that. He's definitely got the money to do it. And but uh, you know, the Lakers now up to seven and five on the season. Heat down to seven and four. Speaking of Heat, you know, hey, things have been cooking up. Things have been simmering down. But one person that's really been finding his way around is John Morant. He is my candidate for who is hot this week John Morant improving everywhere across the board he's averaging 26 and a half points this year 7.3 assists 48 percent or 48 and a half percent from the field goal so like hey he he's shooting effectively being very efficient with the ball not turning the ball over you know as much but I mean like two games ago he had like five or six turnovers in like Mm. two quarters so it, it, it was rough there I forgot who they were playing but he, he he's really been improving, and I like the. You can see him getting more comfortable because the athleticism, all that, still there, and it's going to continue to be great. But I like to see the uh, the mental side of things for him, and especially him just being more efficient. You know, shooting better at the free throw, shooting better. You know, just percentage wise across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay, and man, speaking of like, you just like John Ransom for who's hot. This is what we got for who's not. The sport of boxing as a whole, like, is in its entirety. We're 
sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. You spoke about how the come of UFC has happened, and, you know, there are a lot more UFC fans today than there were, like, five years ago. The sport, the sport has grown in popularity, like, exponentially. And so the problem with boxing is there are more notable marquee fights of celebrities than there are actual boxers. Like... We were just uh, we were just trying to talk about a match that just happened, and we couldn't even name the it's pe- Canelo and Plant. Can- That's what I was thinking. Exactly, I, I just thought like, about no, that earlier. What was the fight that has Canelo happened? Canelo and Plant, like, bro. I can't remember. November 9th or sixth. I can't remember. Yeah, something that just so, happened. Somebody. Okay, so Caleb Plant and Canelo, they had a whole video, a whole promo. Hey, vi- Can- we- Canelo is still, still got it. Exactly, and so, but now another. Uh, I say not marquee, but it's on the it's on the card. You have Darren Williams fighting Frank Gore. And I've seen that on SportsCenter's Twitter page more than I've seen like an actual fight from on a real boxers. That is, you know, a legit boxer's son, you know, up and coming, you know, prodigy, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. him, versus, you know, people who call the Paul brothers YouTube yeah. like guys. So, how legit is the card to begin with? Yeah, so. It just seems like that it's. I get you're trying to generate, you know, all the revenue you can, but I agree with you. It's just the whole sport is just, you know, declining. But yeah, it's shout out to the people like Javante Davis and you know Fury and you know Wilder, yeah. Canelo, all the people that are still like upholding the yes. integrity of and the still sport. giving you classics. Yes. You know, so that Fury and, and Devontae Wilder fight was a classic. That last fight they just had. Granted, it'll never happen again because you know, hey, obviously Fury's but, got him. Yeah, Fury's got him. So, but yeah, man, on not it's boxing. Let's gonna do it off our episode, man. Thanks for rocking with us. Thanks for tuning in on Instagram Live, Facebook Live. We appreciate y'all. For real, man. So follow us on The Break Room, H-O-U on Twitter and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram. And, man, that's all for us, man. Take it easy. I bring me some backwoods up out of home and a cup of ice. And some rubber bands up out of too, homie. Yeah. It's 3 p.m. 80 degrees outside. I'm in something to go real fast sitting outside the corner store.